Subway. This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. First annual MMA Takes Awards with your hosts, Brian Petrie and Devin Tejada. It's award show season, baby. That's right. This is the first annual 2019 MMA Takes Awards. I have Devin Tejada on the line with me. Uh, and we're going to give out some fucking awards here. We're going to give them out. Now, listen, this isn't going to be like we're going to we, we've mixed in some some different rewards here. Knockout of the year, I think we all can agree it's it's Masvidal, right? And there's some good knockouts, but Masvidal, I mean, who's going to beat that? Uh, fight of the year, Gaslam, Adesanya. So we're not going to do those because those are kind of unanimous. We're going to mix it in. So, Devin, are you ready to give us some awards here, buddy? Are you ready to give your nomination for uh, who should win these awards? I'm excited to do this, man, and it's it's something out of our uh, out of our norm. Yeah. So this should be this should be great. I'm excited. Yeah, this was this kind of this was your idea. You floated this uh, probably like a month ago. You said we should do like kind of an award show wrap up thing. I love the idea. Um, I like the award shows. I think people, uh, you know, and, the, and it's the end of the decade. We're not really going to get in the decade because I can't remember 2010. So we're just going to stick to the year of 2019. Um, and then we can go do the decade stuff later. But uh, yeah, so it's going to be exciting. And uh, first award up. We're, we're right off the bat. We're swinging right away. The underrated award. So this is who do you think's the most underrated fighter? Now, this could be a fighter that's ranked. There's no parameters. This could be a fighter that's ranked. This could be a fighter that's not ranked. This could be a fighter that's 0-2 in the UFC. Um, it could be a fighter 1-0. It doesn't matter. There's no parameters. You tell me who you think your most underrated fighter is. Devin, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? You can go ahead and go first. Okay. My most underrated fighter is ryan hall ryan hall i think is very unappreciated he's ranked 14 at in the featherweight division he's not the most active guy in the world he doesn't have any signature wins but i think he's a guy that can really make a run there's not many people at 145 that wants to fucking fight this guy there's not many people that want to go to the ground with him his stand-ups improving he's very awkward he'll make it a boring fight he'll run for me the whole time kind of like what he did with gray maynard but he'll, he will win fights. He has good kicks. Punches are coming along a little bit, but he's dangerous on the ground. I mean, he heel-hooked fucking uh, BJ Penn, which I know is not an accomplishment, but that's the first time BJ Penn's ever been submitted. So even though PJ, BJ Penn's washed, that is a little bit of an accomplishment. So I think Ryan Hall is a guy not a lot of people are talking about, and if he wants to stay active, he can really make some noise at 145, I believe. I mean, if he once he starts cracking that top 10, he's going to have some problems because I think he... I think he's, uh, um, you know, maybe not as skilled as some of these other guys, but him on the ground is a fucking problem. Devin, let me know when you're ready. I'm going to give you a little drum roll, and you can tell me who your underrated fighter of the award goes, who your nominee is for the award. Ready? All right. Let's Here we do go. This. Here we go. What do you got? Mine is actually going to be Joseph Benavidez. Joe Bay. Okay. Okay. And I like that pick. And the reason, and the reason why is, um, of course, you and I know who Joseph Benavidez is. Um, and and the, 
the outside, the you know, the guys that are, I don't want to use the word casual, but the guys that are the casual fans and the girls that are the casual fans don't really know who Joseph Benavides is. And he's a really, really, really skilled fighter. And I feel like sometimes he gets overlooked. And the reason why I am bringing him up is because after Henry had either relinquished or or got his belt taken from him, whatever that story is, um, I, I feel like they're finally giving this guy some light. And I feel like he's a really, really, really underrated fighter. He has, at one point, he was a pound-for-pound pound, pound fighter. He still could potentially be one of the top pound-for-pound fighters as, as far as skill set goes, tit-for-tat. Joey B is a really, really skilled guy. And I feel like he's just been overlooked his whole career. And that's why I would say he's one of the more underrated guys, even though he's ranked number one in the division behind behind Cejudo. Right. And he's about to fight for the belt. I still feel like he's really underrated. And then um, my backup was was going to be Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards. Yeah, Leon Edwards is a guy that floated in my mind. But that's a really good pick with Joe B. Number one, he has a win over Cejudo, which many people don't realize. He beat Cejudo um, exactly. straight up. He's a WEC guy. He's been around forever. You know, the only thing that people really realize, if they do know him at all, is he got knocked out by Demetrius, which was like Demetrius's big, big signature win way back when. But yeah, he's he beats everybody. He's had his whole knee repaired. He, um, you know, he's he's been, you know, he he came back after the knee repair, lost to Sergio Pettis, which was kind of an ugly loss decision loss and then he went and, and started wreck, wrecking people again so i think that's a really good pick i like leon edwards as a pick too um you know leon's a guy who's i think he's making a little bit more noise than joe b i think pe- just because you know he's he's gonna fight tyron then he got he got socked up by masadal but i think those are both good picks i didn't have any backup picks for that i just went ryan hall i think ryan hall's a guy that i think cat you you we say the word casual can casual fans get upset not many people know who Ryan Hall is, and and he has not accomplished anything Joe B has. He's not ranked one or anything like that, but he's a guy that I got my eye on for sure. I think he could be, uh, he can be something. I don't know if he's gonna be champion, right? Joe B obviously against Stevenson Figueroa, he obviously is gonna fight for a title. He could be champion. I actually early predictions think Joe B is gonna beat Devison, but Ryan Hall could he be champion? Probably not, but I do still like his upside. All right, that was good. We started off good here. Next award. Future champion award. So this one, obviously, self-explanatory. Who do you think is going to be the future champion that is not a current champion right now? You can do any weight division. You can do male, female, whatever. I'm going to let you go first, Devin, because this is the one where I think maybe we'll cross paths. I want to go a little different. I got two written down. So I'm going to give you a little drum roll, and you tell me who your future champion award is going to go to. Devin, who you got? Cyril Gane. Ooh, okay. Went heavyweight. I really, really, really think out of all the prospects, and he's not ranked, so I, I really, really, really think that out of all the heavyweight fighters, I really think that this guy is probably the best athlete Yeah. at heavyweight. He's a freak. Outside of him, who's the best, who's the best athlete at heavyweight? Daniel Cormier? Yeah, probably. Stipe's pretty good, but yeah, I mean, he's not a freak like Gagne. But they're not, but they're not like, Gagne could go play in the NFL tomorrow. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's that type of, Greg Hardy. Yeah, great, um, yeah, but, fuck Greg Hardy. But exactly, fuck Greg Hardy. Um, as just far as an athletic Yeah, he's athletic, goes, right, um, yeah, like, I, I get what you're saying. Fast switch muscles, gas tank, um, and Cyril Gagne has all the technical skills to be a champion. Um, he, 
if if him and Stipe fought tomorrow, I would pick Stipe. But give Cyril Gane five more fights and and push him push him into the rankings the correct way. Yeah, I really really think that that guy is going to be a problem for people. I really really do. Everybody says he trains with Francis Ngannou, um, you know, blah blah blah, and that's all fine and dandy. But I think um, technically he's he has great stand up. He has great submissions. He's He's just a really, really good guy, and I've, I've had my eye on him. Um, I, I just, I think he's got a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of potential. Yeah. And then I did have a second backup pick just in case we had the same pick. Yeah. And I really think, and then my second pick was going to be Jared Cannonier. Okay, that's a good pick too. Yeah, I mean he's 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 a freak. Jared Cannonier is a freak. I like Gagne. Gagne's went. Ghani's went multiple rounds of being a big guy. I mean, he fought Bozier and Bozier just fucking ran the whole fight. He tracked him down and he didn't gas at all. When usually when heavyweights carry all that muscle, we saw it within Ganyu in, in a Stipe fight. You know, they gas out. Ghani's not gassing out. He, the guy keeps going and, and you're right. He's technical. And I've heard reports. I've heard rumors, my ears to the ground that when him and Francis spar, it's, it's, it's even, it's not like, you know, no one's getting blown out of the gym there. So, uh, that's a really good pick. I'm going to give you my pick now. Roll, please. Corey Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen's a guy that I love. I think this kid is, I mean, he's almost six foot tall for 135 pounds. I think he will give Suhudo fit. Suhudo's too small for 135 height wise, right? He's a thick boy. He's pretty big. It's going to take a little bit because Suhudo's kind of calling the shots now. He's going to fight Jose, which Jose's coming off a loss. I would love to see Sanhagen fight Marais. I think he buzzes, buzzsaw soon Marais. And uh, the only, and then my backup is a guy who I think also has a future champion with him is Petrion. Petrion and Sanhagen, if they get matched up, that's going to be, I mean, that's going to fucking blow my mind. Oh, man. Both those guys, I think, could be future champions at 135, without a doubt. Um, my ceiling's a little higher in Sanhagen because he's tough, he's durable, he's at a good camp, um, and he's big. He's really big for that division. Petrion is a mean fucking Russian who I love. Um, but both those guys, I think, could be real, real prospects and real champions. I mean, it, I'm really excited for 135 this coming year. And uh, I, I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you 100. Who do you if gun to your head? <laughs> gun to your head, Devin. Who who would you think would be champion first, Sanhagen or Jan? So, um, it's going to be really, it's tough for me to say, yeah. but if they were, to, if they were to fight, if they were to fight tomorrow, right. I would actually probably pick, I'd probably pick Petrion. Petrion. And the only yeah. reason why is after watching the Lineker fight, Sanhagen takes a lot of punishment. Right. And I think Lineker can crack, but I think, I think Petrion can crack just as hard as Lineker. Yeah. He's a lot more accurate and he counters Petrion counters really, really well. And he'll welcome you into a brawl. Yeah. And I don't think Corey Sanhagen has the, the power to hurt Jan the same way that Jan has the power to hurt Sanhagen. Yeah. Um, Petra Jan, after, after watching what he did to Faber, and I know Faber was 40, blah, but it's not about it. Just look at Faber as the body. Yeah. And not as, not with all the backstory and looking what, looking at what Petra Jan was able to do to Faber as far as counter him, head, like it, it was just, it was fucking vicious, man. It was yeah. really fucking vicious. Petrion is a fucking problem, dude. He is. He's, he's, he's a problem. He's calling out uh, Suhudo. Suhudo's kind of wanting Aldo, which I think he thinks that's going to be a bigger money fight. I mean, sure, if they do in a Brazil, but I mean, I think Jan or, 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 
Uh, Aljamain Sterling's a bigger money fight because those are the guys that deserve it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm high sure. on both these guys. I just I'm a little higher on Sanhagen because he's a little bit younger. I think he's a better camp, um, and I just think he has more tools to win. I think his kicks are better. I think his ground game's nasty. I think his chokes are nasty. Um, but yeah, I mean, both those guys could easily be 135. Yeah. All right. Next up, still champion world. This is uh, this is self-explanatory. Obviously, the still champion. Who do you think in 2020 when we do this again next year? Out of the current champions right now, who do you think is going to be the champion still next year? Obviously, if if the champion doesn't compete the whole year, then that's kind of mute. We're gonna we're gonna stay active. We're gonna stay active champions. So I'm gonna let you go first again. Give me who you got. I kind of think I know who you're gonna pick. I'm gonna see if I'm right. But drum roll, please. Devin Tejada. Who do you think is gonna be the champion in 2020? So um, I kind of have an elaborate answer for okay, this. Okay, sure. Um, and and when I was when I was taking my notes and, and writing this down, I was um, thinking about who has fights that are already matched up. Stipe is out with an eye injury, so he's probably going to fight DC, and that that's a fifty fifty fight at this point. He has a chance. He has as much of a chance to lose as he as he does to win. So I don't. He's not. He wouldn't be a a good solid pick. John Jones, the way he's been fighting lately, he's got to he's got to get through a bunch of guys. So I don't, you know, I don't know if John Jones will be the champion at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. I, truthfully, fly, flyweight's not, you know, flyweight's not there. Um, that that there's no one there for that. Khabib has to fight Tony Ferguson. Usman has to fight. Usman has a, a, a bunch of guys in that division that you know he's probably favored to win a lot of those fights, but they're going to be tougher fights. Israel's gonna have to fight Yoel. That's a hard fight. And then after that, who's gonna have to fight Cannoneer? That's another hard fucking fight. So I mean, as I, as I was going through all the champions and all the rankings, I was thinking, I was like, damn, Valentina Shevchenko is gonna be the fucking champion yep. until that's, 2025. That's, that's who I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> I I predicted that. I was like, he's gonna go Valentina. I know it. He's high in Valentina. And then after that, it's probably gonna be Zhang Wiley. Yeah, Zang's I really tough. think. She's a bad bitch. I think she's gonna buzzsaw right through Joanna. I yeah. really, really do. I've been watching and her I, training I think footage. Valent- Dude, like she's, she's tough. She, she, did you watch her hitting her trainer? Yeah, with the chest pad. Yeah, body shot. Yeah, she's 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 powerful. She's only getting better too. She's learning English, which I love. A lot of you know, a lot of uh, people from not from this country. I mean, Jose Aldo doesn't know how to speak English. He's been fighting in America for fucking 40 years. Still doesn't know how to speak English. Like she's wanting to become more popular over here. I love that. I love that, that she's huge in China, wants to be huge over here. And she has all the skills to do it. She's a fucking beast. And who's going to beat her? I mean, that, that division is <sighs> yeah. fucking stacked. I know. But who's going to beat her? I don't know. She's got the power of Andrade, even more power than Andrade. She's just as technical as far as striking as yeah. Joanna. Like, She's got a great. Who's going to beat her in that right. division? I mean, if I mean, yeah, yeah. Do it. I don't know. I don't know. That's. I love all your answers. I knew you're going Valentina though. I didn't have Valentina written down. I'm gonna hit the drum roll, please. My still champion award goes to Kamar Usman. Kamar Usman is my guy. He blew me away against Colby Covington. Colby Covington, I think, was his hardest matchup in that division with the pressure, with the wrestling, with whatever. Tyron Woodley gets past Leon Edwards. Tyron Woodley fights Usman again. It's going to be worse than the first time they fought. Masvidal should fight Edward or Usman. Excuse me. Masvidal obviously deserves the shot. However, 
they're probably going to match him up with Nick Diaz. He kind of, or maybe Conor McGregor if Conor beats uh, Cowboy. He kind of wants that big money fight. I think Usman will stay active. I don't think he really hurt himself. I don't think he had any se- serious injuries after the Covington fight. Uh, Covey, uh, Covington fight. I like Usman to beat Masvidal. I, I like him to beat Edwards. He's already beaten Edwards once. I like him to beat him again, and I like him to beat him Woodley if the if depending who wins. My backup for that was Khabib. I'm really high in Khabib. I know he's fighting Tony, and that's a crazy pick. Um, but Khabib is so good, and I think he like he might fight Tony, and then he might get the GSP fight, or maybe he'll fight Gaethje, and then he's bouncing. I don't think he wants to be. He'll. I think this might be his last year of his career. I think 2020 might be the last year of his career. So, uh, but I'm really high on Kamar Usman. He's in that fucking buzzsaw of a division. He's fighting. I mean, he might fight Colby again by the end of the year, for all I fucking know. Um, but I really like Usman. Right. I think You're he's right. only getting better. He's big. He's strong. And uh, his striking's coming along. He obviously hits pretty hard. He broke fucking Covington's jaw. He dropped him a few times. He could take a shot, even though Covington doesn't hit all that hard. And his pace, his cardio, and his wrestling are insane. I think that's going to be the biggest problem anybody has with him is just the fact that he's coming forward and he's on your ass and you can't get him off you i i agree those are going to be my three and four yeah Um, and the only reason why they weren't my number one and two is just because what the how the division stacks up behind them yeah but like if you if you look at women's flyweight number one ranked is caitlin jacagian number two is jessica i number three is joanne calderwood number four is jennifer maya what is what is valentina going to do to those those right. exactly i mean valentina was yeah. was a really good pick that was that was the first uh fighter that jumped off my board was valentina but i'm like i i really do think kamaro even though he's gonna go through a gauntlet i think his his style is just too and he's getting better you you had to catch him a couple years ago when he wasn't as good he is he's only yeah. getting better um yeah so all right next up this is the this is the war that i i i talked to my wife about and she wasn't happy now i know you're not married but you do have a you do have a lady so this is bang my wife award. So basically what it is, is I talked to my wife. I asked her, who do you think is the best looking fighter? Right. She gave me your answer. Now, would you want the best looking fighter to bang your wife? Or would you want like some ugly, gross fighter to bang your wife? That way she knows how good she has it. Right. It's not the most pleasant award out there, but it's something we got to talk about. Every guy thinks about it. Every guy words like, I don't want Luke Rockhold anywhere near my wife because that dude is fucking Look at the guy. He's a goddamn model. I don't want anything. I don't want any part of him. So my, I'm gonna go first. Bang my wife award. Drum roll, please. It's gonna go to Don Madge. Don Madge, my South African brother from another mother. Handsome as all at get out. Has a good accent, right? And he's such a nice guy. I don't know if he'd do it. I think he'd be like, mate, that's your lady. I ain't gonna do it. I don't know if South Africans say mate, but he'll call me mate. Uh, that's your lady. I'm not going to do it. But he, I mean, listen, Don Madge is sneaky, good looking. A lot of people don't know him. Obviously, I know him. He, he came on the podcast. Very, very friendly guy. But he's a good looking fucking dude. And I think my wife would be very happy about that. She did not name Don Madge, though. But I'm not going to name who she named until you name yours. So, Devin, drum roll, please. Bang your lady awards. She's not married. Who's it going to be? Henry Cejudo. Whoa. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that? It's because he's probably the same height as my chick. His head is about the size of a fucking yoga ball. Yeah, his head's huge. And he's probably got he's probably got a tiny little fucking dick. Yeah, so he's gonna bang my chick. She's, she's gonna be like, "What just happened?" Yeah, fuck and this she's guy. Gonna think I'm a great, yep. Yeah, she's gonna think I'm a great god for the rest of my life. Right. Um. So 
I'm that, going with the bucket. That's I'm a perfect pick. I didn't even think about Henry Cejudo. I think even if we arranged it where my wife had to bang him, right? He walk in there. Uh-oh. I think I just lost Devin. Hang on. Technical difficulties here. Man, I do not know what just we happened. We just got we got too excited about dudes banging our chicks that we fucking we just lost connection. And the MMA takes a word show. Uh no, it's all good. I love your pick. I went super handsome and a guy who probably could rock my wife's world with Don Madge. You went Henry Cejudo who would creep your chick out and she'll fucking throw up all over him. Uh you went the right way. I think the smart way for us would have been probably like the to pick a chick to banger, like you know what I mean, like the bang my wife award, oh, like to yeah. pick some hot girl, like Paige Jen's aunt, which I would love to watch. I'm not really in on, I'm, I'm not in on chick on chicks though. You know what I mean? I'm not. That's not really me. That's not my my go to. I would love to watch it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna stop it. But I know my wife is very grossed out by uh, by other females. I remember her friend one time kissed her on accident when they're dancing, and my wife threw up. So. Uh, I don't know if she would enjoy. I don't know if she would enjoy that uh, all that much, and I don't think she would enjoy that. I just said that on uh, the podcast, but oh well. We I digress, but I think you had the right pick. I think you won that one because. Uh, but my wife named the guy that she thought the hottest fighter, who the best looking fighter for her, was Cody Garbrandt. Good looking dude, Ohio. Really? Yeah, I mean he's he's a solid looking guy. That's a, that's a good pick. But uh, yeah, I, I went Don Match because that's my guy. Okay, here we go. Next up, next award. I don't want to get hit by that fucking guy award. Pretty self-explanatory. Just, you know, you got to sit there and you got to take a shot or you got to spar with the guy, whatever, whatever situation you want to put yourself in. You do not want to get hit by that fucking guy. Now, I know a lot of people are listening to this and they're going, duh, it's Francis Ngannou, which could be a pick, which uh, listen, I- I'm not going to shame anybody for picking that. I don't want to get hit by that fucking guy either. There's a lot of guys I don't want to get hit by. Devin, I'm going to let you go first though. Here's a drum roll. Devin Tejada. Who would you not want to get hit by? What fucking guy don't want to get hit by? I do not want to take a spinning wheel kick from Edson Barboza. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. That's that's and a good pick right there. He, I I mean, like, obviously, Francis Ngannou, Derek Lewis, uh, Rosenstrike, you, you got all those guys. JDS, fucking, yeah. you know, you can go to light heavyweight. You got Tiago Santos. You got Rakic. You got Reyes. Even middleweight, you know, Jared Cannonier, Yoel Romero, Paulo Costa, Kelvin Gaskell, like all those guys can crack. You, you can go down the line. But I really think the hardest, one of the hardest strikes that's not a just period that I've seen is a spinning heel kick from Edson Barboza. I just think it's fast. It's got tons of fucking power. And that shit's his fucking, his, that, that kick that he throws could be equally as powerful to a big bomb from Francis. And yeah. he's a hundred pounds less than him. Yeah. And like, you know, if, if I, if I had to get into a fight with somebody on the street, like Francis Ngannou, I, I'm, you know, I'm not fighting him. Like, you know, I'm pulling my gun out on Francis Ngannou. Edson Barboza, if I see him and I don't know who he is, it's like, fuck it. I could throw down with this dude. He's my right. size. Right. Uh, so, you know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> I go with Edson. That's a good pick. I didn't. I didn't think of that. I went. I went big boys. You know, I'm a bigger guy myself. Regardless of my size, a, a wheel kick from Edson Barboza would fucking crush my skull. That's a really, really good pick. Um, my pick, though. Let me hit the drum over here. That's a tough one. I went Jarazino Rosenstruck 
simply because of what the fuck he did to Overeem's lip. He gave Overeem a pussy lip. I mean, the guy had a pussy on his mouth, and it's the he had to get plastic surgery. Like he looks great now. He went he went to Korea and was doing press and stuff, and he got it all sewn up, and he's fine and everything like that. But just just me going to the mirror, looking at myself with that on my mouth, I I I I would I don't know what I do. I just I freak out. I just I it's it was the grossest thing I've ever seen. It's very uh, superficial, so it was just it was just a wound. So they sew it up. It's not as bad as like maybe like a really bad knockout where there's no blood and just someone's getting their fucking head thumped. Francis Gagne obviously was on the top of that list as well. <clears throat> I was thinking maybe a body shot from. Stipe as well because he really rocked Cormier to the body. Um, when I was training, um, I never got hurt to the head, but I got cracked by a pro boxer who was about 140 pounds, and I so I I outweighed him by 120 pounds, and he hit me to the liver, and it took everything in my body not to take a knee because I was like I can't take a knee against this little guy. So body shots to the liver, what which is what Stipe was digging on DC with, brutal, but. I just, if I got a pussy lip like Rosenstreich gave Overeen, I, I'd freak out. Gagne, though, I mean, pound for pound, the guy cracks, but Rosenstreich, and I get to see him live. They're headlining fucking Columbus, man. I'm going to I'm gonna pack my mouthpiece just in case one of them drops out. I'll throw my hat in the ring and see what's up. I'm just kidding. Dude, and, and, you got, and you got, this is the fight we talked about. Yeah. Jorgen DeCastro versus fucking Yeah, we, I got the break. I know. I was texting my Dude. buddy. I um, they released the tickets go on sale January thirty first. I texted my buddy. Said, "Hey, January thirty first, and they just added Greg Hardy." And he goes, "Oh, I don't want to see Greg Hardy." I was like, "No, dude, he's fighting a fucking killer that might knock him the fuck out." So yeah, it's gonna be. It's not like he's fighting some cupcake. He's fighting a real dude. So we might actually see Greg Hardy get fucking rocked here. That's oh, what, that would be the best. All the shit I've talked about Greg Hardy, and I'm gonna be sitting fucking really good seats. Watching that dude just get knocked out, Ugh. I might, I might b- run the cage and jump up there and fucking get in his face, <laughs> laugh in his face, like the fucking Russians did, did, uh, did with Connor, hopped up and I'll never, I mean, I'll never be allowed back again. But goddamn, it might be worth it. Fuck that guy. Might be just fucking drop, yeah, drop your nuts right in his fucking. Just drop my nuts right in his fucking face, fucking Greg Hardy. Okay, next up, next award, surprise of the year. So this can go a lot of different directions. This could be. Um, a knockout you were very surprised about. This could be a fighter that really took you by surprise that you didn't think was that good. Um, this could be any different. It's very broad, so it can be you can go any different way with it. Um, so it could be a surprise knockout, a guy you didn't think was a win, yada yada. I'm gonna let you go first, Devin. And uh, surprise of the year, Devin Tejada. Who do you have? This happened way back in January. Oh boy! And my surprise of the year is the way that Henry fucking just massacred TJ Dillashaw. Yep. And then not even too long. Then not too long after that, TJ gets caught for fucking EPO. Yep. That that whole fucking, that that was a huge, huge, and people were forgetting about it because it was, you know, 11 months ago. Right. It was the beginning of the year. Dude, that was a fucking huge deal for Henry to do that. That was, that was, that was a huge, huge accomplishment for Henry. Number one. I meant to find out that TJ's on EPO. Right. Going on Chael Sonnen's show, you know, giving a bunch of information, which I believe is which I believe is all falsified. I, right. I think he's been using EPO for a long time. For a while. Career. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and, you can, and you can just totally tell, man, the way that he the way that his fights go past in the third round and his finishes that he gets and yeah, fuck TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. But um that to me that was a huge, huge surprise. That was one and I, I had to think back. 
I was looking at some of the past events and I was like, what really stood out to me? I mean, you could go with the, the, the Jorge Masvidal knee, but that's coming later for me. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't want to talk about the same fighter for five different awards because sure. Jorge could have got, he could have, he, he earned well, some of our, like, Oh yeah. He, you don't want to, you don't want to get hit by a flying knee from Jorge Masvidal. He could also be the flying knee could count for it. He also could bang your wife but, too. Um, He's a good looking dude. And he could probably talk her into it. Oh, 100%. That dude's a fuck. He slays, dude. He's got kills. I mean, he's down there in Miami just banging whatever. Oh, for sure. For sure. And you know, he's a family man, though. If you, if you ever hear, he's always, yeah, he's, he's got always a lot of in Spanish. Yeah, he's got like a bunch of kids, I think. Kids. Yeah, a couple daughters. Yeah. He's always oh. shouting out his kids. He's like, I love you, blah, 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 blah. Right. But, you know, past uh, that, I really think that, um, that that was a huge surprise. For me, I really think that that was crazy what Henry was able to do, and then for TJ to come out and test hot, yeah, and then, and then go public with it, and and I just think that was a huge surprise for me. I did not expect that to happen. That's a great pick. Yeah, I mean, I I picked it. I think I picked Cejudo as an underdog over Dillashaw just because of the way the I line the, the way the line was set up. But I still like I didn't predict him to do what he did, and obviously I never predicted him to pop EPO. That's like the worst thing you can pop for is EPO. Because there's no supplements that have EPO in it. Like, you have to inject it. And he came out and he took it on the chin. He's like, yeah, I was fucking injecting it. And you're right. He kind of just said he did it for this camp with the weight cut and blah, blah, blah. Now, he's been doing it for a while. Because he came off the ultimate fighter. He got knocked out by John Dotson in the finals. From all accounts, he was very average in the gym. He was very aggressive in the gym, but he was very average. At Team Alpha Male, you know, he, he wasn't better than Mendez. He wasn't better than Uriah. You know, then Cody comes in and, you know, Cody from Ohio comes in and starts giving him work as well. So he had to do something. So he fucking, you know, he's an athlete. So they popped him full of EPO. And, uh, yeah, and then that, that's where it all took off, you know, for him. I mean, that's when he started wrecking people, obviously, the Hen and Browns and whatnot. But um, that's a really good pick. My surprise of the year, though, I went a fighter that really surprised me just this whole year because I've always thought he was dog shit. Jared Cannonier surprised me. Like nobody's business. I picked against them a lot this year. Um, I remember Jared Cannoneers, the chubby uh, black dude from Alaska that got knocked out. And then I remember him at heavyweight. And then I remember him going to 205 and then him getting knocked out by Dominic Reyes at 205. And then he moves to Arizona. And then he comes in Shred City at 185 and no one can handle this dude. He's too strong. He's too powerful. His cardio is great. His, his punches are good. I mean, the way he made Anderson quit with a leg kick. I mean, Anderson's been around forever. I thought Anderson blew his knee out. Nothing. There was no structural damage to Anderson's knee at all. It was just a really hard kick that made Anderson quit. The Jack Hermanson fight, which I picked against him as well. Jared Cannonier is a, the dark horse of the division. He really surprised me this year, which is how fucking good he was. Because I've been, I'm wrong. I was dead wrong about him. 100%. Now I know I'm not going to be wrong about him. But I just thought, it, uh, oh, Jared Cannonier's going 85. That's cute. You know what I mean? He was the, the heavyweight that got knocked out. He was the light heavyweight that got knocked out. But, man, he caught me by surprise. I mean, he's – he's. I mean, you, you said it. He might be future champion. I mean, you mentioned his name in that category. He absolutely can be. I mean, I, Israel Adesanya has came out and said, that's the dark horse of the vision. That's the guy I probably don't want to fight. And when you get Israel saying that, who's super honest, who wants to fight fucking Yo Romero – I think to me that speaks volumes. I think Cannonier is a fucking stud, and uh, I hand up 100% wrong about him. I thought he was kind of a trash fighter, not very technical. I thought he got away with a lot of things at heavyweight and 205, but going down there to Arizona at, at the lab with Benson Henderson and John Crouch, and then, you know, they obviously transformed his body. 
his mind, his skill set, and uh, he's a fucking beast. Dude, that that guy right there, he's got a he's got a fight lined up with Robert Whitaker. He's right. gonna knock out Robert Whitaker. And it's not gonna be in the same fashion that Israel did. He is just gonna it's just gonna be like a, a clobbering. Like he just hits so fucking hard. Yoel hits 185 might have some of the hardest hitters, period, pound for pound. I mean, heavyweights they can hit too, of course, but like, you know, the, Israel's got a lot of guys that if he's going to hold on to that belt, he's going to take some damage. Yeah. Um, and Cannonier is probably the hardest hitter in that division. And he's, he's like, I mean, people all say Paulo Costa's bricked up, but dude, Cannonier is like on a whole. Like the only thing with Cannonier is like with Costa, he's got that like, kind of like that caramel skin. So it like looks really good. Cannonier is really dark skinned it. So you don't see like how ripped up the dude is, but he's fucking, I mean, if you ever look at his back when he's sweating, it's fucking like a mountain range. It's crazy. Dude. And, and he's got a long, like he's, so the same way that Alex Volkanovsky at 145 pounds still carries a lot of power and mass oh. because he weighed a hundred pounds heavier. Yeah. It's the same thing with Cannonier. Right. Cannonier has heavyweight power. His body has carried that weight for, for years. So him, Coming down to that, coming down to 185 pounds, he still carries probably 85 to 90% of that heavyweight power. Right. But all the athleticism. It's like imagine running with a or imagine running with a weight belt on yeah. when you take the weight belt off. How much yeah. faster are you gonna be? And, and I heard the the weight cuts aren't even that bad for him. Like he carried a lot of body weight at heavyweight even at 205. I heard he comes into fight week at like 195. So like 10 pounds of water weight. That's not a lot for that guy. So he's not, he did it the right way. He's not cutting down from being fat. Like he trimmed the fat, got bricked up, obviously got put on some kind of new diet, new uh, strength and conditioning program. He did the right way. A lot of guys cut too much weight. And I think when when it comes to the big guys who carry a lot of body fat, when they do cut the weight like this and it, it comes off easy, they carry the powder. Like you're saying, I mean, look at his hands. Like if you ever like just Google Jared Cannonier. And he does that, that like pose where he sticks his hand out. His hands are fucking giant, dude. His hand, uh, I mean, he has bigger hands than Francis Agnew. Like it's crazy how big his hands are. He's just not made like if he were to. Like, he's just not made to be 185 pounds. Like his body is made to be 240. Right, pounds. right. So him, him, him being in that type of in that type of physique also just makes him a super athlete. He's yeah. got crazy long arms. His reach is super long. Like you said, his hands are like fucking bricks. I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that you're just as high on Cannoneer as I am now. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm I've, I've doubted him. I mean, again, I picked, I picked Jack Hermanson his last fight out. I thought Jack was going to be, be it better than him. Um, I can't remember if I picked Anderson or not. I might've, I thought Anderson maybe could get an upset there, but probably not. But yeah, I've always doubted Cannoneer. I've always picked against them and uh, I'm coming around. I mean, this dude is a fucking freak. And then my second, my follow-up of the surprise of the year was Kevin Lee, Kevin Lee knocking out Gregory Gillespie. It's not going to, it was a fantastic knockout. One of the top five knockouts of the year by far, but I was very surprised. I thought Gregory Gillespie was going to dominate that fight. And, and with Kevin Lee at TriStar, I didn't think he had enough time. I tried to start to really evolve his game, but uh, he looked really good. He didn't get taken down, and they stood up the whole time, and that fucking kick was brutal. So I want to that was, that's, sh- a, that's a really, really good pick, too. I want to shout Kevin Lee. Okay, next up, I Hate You Award. 
this is the fighter that you just hate, like, right? So, like, you can either have hated him his whole career, her or him or her. You can hate a girl. I mean, I hate Jessica I, but I'm not naming her. Um, you Or you can just develop hate over him, and it could be for a multitude of reasons. You can explain yourself why you hate him. I have an idea who you're picking, Devin, so I'm going to let you go first. Devin, the I Hate You Award goes to... Who you got? Mr. Lucky Charms himself. Conor McGregor. Whoa! Watch it! Whoa! All right. I did not see that coming. Go ahead. Explain yourself, sir. And so the reason why I'm picking Conor McGregor is because the fight that he's – and I know there's a lot of recency bias with this, but um, this Cowboy fight that he's got, I'm 100% pulling for Cowboy um, just because it's – I would love to see that happen. Uh, just because, but I don't like the way he chose his opponent. He handpicked his opponent. I don't like the treatment that he's received be- for his fame. I recently he's been he's so he's such a weird guy. He's like must suffer from some type of bipolar disorder or his management lets him tweet or he gets I don't know what he does, but like to tweet and post nice things on Instagram, then he'll shit talk and like he switches back and forth so much. And it's never, you know, I think he's, he's losing his gimmick. And I don't like how he's handpicked Cowboy. Um, I don't like how Cowboy is coming off of two finishes, even though Tony didn't, you know, concuss him and put him out. You know, he's coming off an injury. Then he goes into the Gaethje fight, and then Gaethje puts him right the fuck out, like shuts his lights off. And then Connor, you know, cherry picks that. And I just don't like it because it's not what the fans want to see. The casual fans just want to see Conor McGregor. And then the casual fans, a lot of them know who Cowboy is. They don't know the last two fights that Cowboy was in. You know, it's just Cowboy's fighting. Cool. And I don't, what I hate also is how Dana White has come out and said, if he gets through Cowboy, that he deserves a title shot. So where's Gagey's title shot? Right. Um, I just don't, it's, I just don't like it. Um, I don't like his road back to the title. Um, I fucking hate all of it. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I can't disagree with you there because I think it is a little weird <clears throat> that he, he's picking cowboy and that he didn't want to cut weight. And it's like, you know, <clears throat> that's weird to me. It shouldn't be at 170. If you're fighting cowboy, <clears throat> excuse me, as, <clears throat> as your first fight back after losing to Khabib, I think that's fine, right? <clears throat> but doing it at 170 and then going to be able to fight Khabib afterwards makes no sense to me. Like, if you want to fight Khabib, you should come in, you should fight Cowboy at 155, fight Gaethje, and then Khabib at the end of the year after Khabib beats Tony or whatever happens with Tony. But the road to Khabib is Justin Gaethje, in my opinion. You're 100% right. <clears throat> I just... I, or a rematch of, go ahead. No, or, or a rematch of Poirier. Go beat Cerrone. Finish Cerrone and then rematch and then rematch Poirier. Even if Justin Gaethje, you know, if, if for whatever reason, Justin say Justin Gaethje fights Tony if Tony loses to Khabib, um, and then you know Connor comes back beats Cowboy, he's got to at least fight Dustin Poirier again, or even maybe like even maybe beat Dan Hooker. Right. Um. Yeah. So I don't. He should be coming back and fighting Dan Hooker. And then if he beats Dan Hooker, he should fight Cowboy. And then if he beats Cowboy, he should fight Gaethje or Poirier. And then he should fight Khabib. That should be his road back to the title. Um, 
because that's what makes the most sense. And that would, that would be the best for him if he gets through all those, because then he'll be the most prepared for Khabib at that point. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get your frustration. I'm a Connor guy. I ride it. I Connor. I'm staring at proper 12 right now. I, I like the cowboy fight. If it was at 55, I don't understand the 70 thing. He doesn't want to cut weight or whatever. I saw a picture of him. He posted like right around Christmas. He looks, this is surround or excuse me, this Connor. He looks jacked up. He looks like he's got a lot of muscle, which I don't love. Um, you know, when he was at 145, he was a big dude, but he wasn't like Jack. Like he was shredded, but he was lean and he stayed long and, and he could really throw his shots, you know, flowy. When when you get big muscles, a lot of the times, I mean, sure, you might be able to hit harder, but you're coming slower. Um, and I've never liked Connor at 170. I thought both his Nate fights were a little sluggish. And uh, I just don't think he has it at 170. No matter, I mean, he fights Kamar Usman, he's going to get murdered. He fights Tyron Williams, he's going to get murdered. Masadal. He only has a shot with Masvidal because they're going to stand up. But even then, I don't like the Masvidal fight. You know what I mean? Like, so I agree with you that Connor this year wasn't great, but he's still my guy. I love him. Now I'm going to give you my hate you award, and this is something that might trigger you a little bit. And I had no idea you were picking Connor. I thought you were picking John Jones, but my hate you award goes to Yo Romero. I love you, boy. Yo Romero is a guy who I've never loved right i think he's a terrific fighter i think he's an incredible fighter i mean uh, no one's taking that away from him but the guy hasn't won a significant fight in a while i don't care what you say about the Costa fight on paper he lost and he's getting a title shot right i just i don't understand it it's kind of similar to your connor thing and i legit had no idea you were picking connor i really thought you're picking john jones i know yo's your guy connor's my guy so this kind of worked out fucking perfect but Yol, <laughs> yeah, it worked out perfect. But Yol being, I mean, he's an incredible fighter. He, he's good to draw names. Israel wants to fight him. The fight's happening because that's who Israel wants to fight. Costa's out for a ripped bicep tendon or whatever the fuck. So there's not a lot of people to fight him right now. They obviously, I thought they were going to rebook Robert, but they put Robert McCain in the air. That means uh, Yol and um, Israel are fighting. But when a fight, and then, like, his management, uh, the the Makikawa guy on Twitter is making it worse, going, well, who, you know, Yol's this, and he's, he should have won all these fights, right? Because, like, he lost his fight to Whitaker, even though a lot of people thought he won. He lost his fight to Paula Costa, even though people thought he won. Um, I think, and, and he's missed weight a lot of these times, too, so I don't even know if he's going to make weight for the Adesanya fight. You know, it's like, pump the brakes, guy. Okay, pump the brakes. I think he's a terrific fighter. I think he has a really good shot of beating Adesanya, if I'm going to be completely honest with myself. But do I think he deserves a title shot? No. And I think his management is making it worse. I think I love that Yoel's English is so broken when he makes his little videos. It really cracks me up. I think he's actually a really funny guy. But, yeah, I, I hate you. I hate you. Devin, you got a rebuttal I, I, here? I, I you know. I get it, man. A hundred percent. I get that. Um, I, I, I get it a hundred percent. The guy's definitely, I don't want to say a victim because you can't leave it in the hands of the judges. Sure. Um, but there's been some, uh, some weird picking in his fights. Um, and I like you well, so I want to see him fight Israel and I want to say the guy deserves it, deserves it, but on paper, he doesn't deserve it, but he has fought, you know, he's fought fucking everyone in that division. And, Israel wants to fight, so it's a good fight for Israel because Israel is going to fight the winner of Cannoneer. Well, if Cannoneer beats Whitaker, he's fighting Cannoneer. Um, and I, 
I know he has a little beef, a little thing with with uh, Paulo Costa, but I I guarantee that if he gets through Yoel and Cannonier goes out there and, and finishes Robert Whitaker and says, "Look what I did to Whitaker! Look, it took you two rounds, I did it in one." Right, you know, something like that. Um, I think that's a fight that that's gonna happen. Um, I think Paulo Costa might actually get get bumped past if that does happen. Um, but it's a good fight for it's a good fight for Israel in the mean in the meantime. Um, on paper, he doesn't deserve it because he. He did lose that fight on paper. He did lose the fights to Robert Whitaker on paper. Um, but I can 100% understand your – I like how we both picked two different people it's for so very funny. similar reasons. Yeah, it's very similar. And they're both different. They're like Connor's my guy. Yoel's your guy. That's just so funny how it add up. I thought you were picking John Jones because we've, we've had discussions off air where you've been frustrated with John Jones. So I thought it, I literally had written down John Jones. Don't say it because because John Jones is obviously he'd probably be my number two. A guy I'm frustrated with, a guy I hate. Um, exactly. So, so I really thought you were gonna pick him, but Connor, God, blindsided me, Dev. All right, this is the big award. All right, Fighter of the Year. A lot of people are doing this. There's a lot of people in the race, in my opinion. I think a lot of people are forgetting a lot of fighters. Fighter of the Year. This is the big one. The MMA takes Fighter of the Year. Do you want to go first or second, Devin? I know who you're going to pick. Okay. And you know who I'm going to pick, but you can go ahead and go first. Okay. I think I know who you're going to pick, but you've surprised me. Okay. Here, we, drum roll, please. The MMA takes 2009 Fighter of the Year. Israel Adesanya. I mean, I know it's kind of a two-horse race be- between Adesanya and another guy I think Devin might mention, so I'm not gonna I'm not going to say that. Cejudo's should be in that conversation as well i know he's been out second half of the year with the shoulder thing but he had two really good wins in the first half of the year and he you know he he got two belts he became champ champ and i know he's got the olympic gold medals the c thing triple c um but israel asanya i watched this guy fight live um i've been on him before the ufc i don't want to be one of those guys but i did know about him before the ufc i had no idea he was gonna become the star he was but i definitely put my finger on him was like oh this kid's a fucking stud um, I think everyone saw that because he he really is. He's a special dude. Came to the UFC, lit the world on fire. He debuted in 2018. 2019 became champ. Went and defended, uh, not defended, but unified the title against Whitaker, which a lot of people thought he was going to lose. Uh, Devin picked Robert Whitaker just for the for the record. Um, but Adesanya, just that brutal left hook, counter left hook. He fought Whitaker beautifully. He knew Whitaker through wide shots. He's perfect. He didn't look perfect in his Gaslam fight. That was a fucking war. But if you look at that fifth round and you look at his face before they come out and he mummers to himself, this is my time. I'm going to die in here. I'm not going to lose. That's what he mouths to himself. If that doesn't give you a boner or give you fucking chicken skin or goosebumps, whatever you want to call it, then you're dead inside. This dude is a freak. He's a beast. I love him. I'm going to ride with him forever. City Kickboxing has had an incredible run as of late, and uh, Adesanya kicked it off for him. Um, it was is an incredible thing. I think he's, without a doubt, fight of the year. Now, Devin, I'm going to play the drum roll, and you give me your fight of the year. I think I know who it is, but go ahead and tell the people. Let me drum roll you. Devin, your MMA takes 2019 fight of the year is? From the streets of Miami. There it is. Game bread. <laughs> yep, yep. Fantastic and I'm, pick. I'm picking. You know, you know, I'm gonna. You know, I was gonna pick. You know, I'm gonna pick Masvidal. Yeah. Um, Israel's Israel. I, I knew. You're, I know Israel's your guy. 
and I wish I didn't like so many. I, I really like Israel. Right. And I wish I didn't like so many other guys at middleweight um, because I have two guys that I, that I really like at middleweight uh, being Romero and Cannoneer. Right. Um, I, I wish I didn't like those guys as much so I could really, really be 110% fan of, of Israel. Um, but I, I think I think Masvidal, as far as um, fighter of the year, and it's um, performances, his performances um, were, he had some great, great performances this year. And outside of his performances, the star that he's become and yeah. what he's done for the company in a whole, as far as dollar signs, um, Israel's probably the number two star in the UFC, but how much dollar signs has Masvidal right. brought to the UFC 100% right. yeah. this year? Yeah, like Masvidal has has become a star that he's always deserved to be, and he's got the great performances to, to you know, he's got the great performances to back it up. Yeah, his last Nate Diaz performance that was right. an incredible like what he did to Nate Diaz, and um, it, I just yeah, you picked Diaz in that in that one there, and yeah. I just knew Masvidal was going to be too. I, I picked, just knew Masvidal was going to be too much for him. So Masvidal's last three fights, Masvidal versus Diaz, I picked. Um, Diaz, Masvidal, Askren. I picked Askren. Masvidal, Till. I picked Till. I've never picked Masvidal right. He shoved it up my ass the entire time. All three performances I picked against him, he looked unbelievable. And uh, I 100 percent agree. I mean, that's I mean, that's really the, it's a two horse race. It's Adesanya or Masvidal, right? Adesanya won the belt. Masvidal became this huge star. They both are stars. They're both well spoken. They're both entertaining. Masvidal's doing the that uh, Libertard show on ESPN. He's making them all laugh. He's doing all these ESPN stuff. Adesanya's kind of doing his own thing. He's doing media, but he did Rogan. So did Masvidal. Um, both super likable guys. Masvidal's been around a lot longer. He deserves the shine. He deserves the payday. And if if I'm being completely honest with you, if you're neck and neck on it. Adesanya obviously holds a belt and Masvidal doesn't, but Masvidal, <laughs> Masvidal was in the biggest fight of the year against Nate Diaz and he won a BMF belt. So there's so it's so <laughs> neck and neck. I mean, literally everyone you look at, everyone you talk to, any MMA media member, anybody that's a fan of MMA, they're split right down the middle on this. They do not know who to pick. And it's, it's a good problem to have for the UFC because both these guys are fucking superstars. Can I ask you another question? Yeah, hundred percent. Shoot. So, who has had the more dominant performances this year? I you, you're gonna have to go with Masvidal because it is. I think Adesanya. He's people in a coma. Right. I think Adesanya looked his performance against Whitaker was so beautiful, technical, and awesome. But he had a fucking war with Gaslam. That was a close fucking fight. And then his Anderson Silva fight's the only fight I didn't like of him. It was a sparring session. I didn't love that fight earlier in the year. I know it kind of came together and became the main event with the Whitaker and Gaspin fight falling apart. We didn't love that fight. There hasn't been a Masvidal fight where I haven't loved. He looked incredible against Till, and that's my guy, so that hurt my soul. But that left hook on Till was insane. He fucking need Ben Askren out of the UFC. Ben Askren retired. And then uh, against Nate Diaz, who no one's done that against Nate Diaz. He fucked Nate Diaz up. I don't care what anybody says. They stopped the fight on the cut. Nate Diaz would have fucking got taken out on a stretcher. Masvidal wasn't slowing down, and he was piecing Nate up every chance he got. I don't. Masvidal got hit maybe like four times, and three of them were to the bottom. Nate Diaz was pissing blood. Yeah, like like after that fight, Nate Diaz is pissing blood. He yeah. got kicked with that switch kick to the body that, and then all those like Nate Diaz is Nate Diaz is pissing blood. 
he went to the emergency room out like I don't know how he went to the press conference. Right. I don't know. Like, either. Well, that's how tough he is. He's just so tough. He's he's unbelievable. But yeah, it, yeah. It, you can compare these guys. So like Masada has a knockout of the year, without a doubt. Adesanya has a fight of the year over over Gaslam. Um they have two of the best coaches. Mike Brown is nominated for coach of the year. Eugene Berryman, nominated coach of the year. Adesanya won a belt. Jorge did not win a belt, but he did win a belt, and he had the biggest pay-per-view. And he's looked more dominant. It's it's crazy how neck and neck it is. It's 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 a good problem to have. I mean, I can't remember this highly debated fighter of the year. Usually it's kind of a clean cut fighter of the year. You know what I mean? Like John Jones one year, Daniel Cormier the other year, Connor one year when he won the both belts. You know, Khabib, maybe last year you could have gave it to Khabib because he won the biggest thing against Connor. Um, and he won the title or whatever. But this year, I mean, you got two guys. I mean, they might split the fucking thing. They might split it because you can't pick a, between them. It's a good problem to have you, the UFC, because, you know, everyone's like, oh, if Connor's not fighting, blah, 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 blah. You know, you got a lot of stars and you got these two fucking guys who are putting asses in the seats. And as an MMA fan, as a fan of the sport, you got to support these stars. You got to support both these guys because they're both incredible. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. They're both, they're both bringing money into the company. And when that, when that happens, the company does more for us as fans 100%. and viewers of the sport. So like everybody was, you know, complaining about the ESPN deal and the second paywall, but that, the ESPN deal is the best thing that's ever happened for the sport. And this is only one year as in. far as, well, yeah, it's, and, and then after like the first few months, did you notice that they went from five to seven? ESPN right. was like, this is fucking good for us. Right. And it's great. It's good for me and you yeah. and the people that are listening and the people that, that don't listen, that should listen. It's good for fucking them too. Right. It's good for, it's good for everybody. The viewing experience alone, the viewing experience is a hundred times better. The quality is there. The, the, tomorrow, the UFC is doing an end of the year show as well, it's going to be on UFC Fight Pass. It's yeah. going to have Matt Serra visiting Lionheart. Anik, yeah. Um, I saw that, yeah. Anik, Daniel Cormier. And if you notice in one of the videos that got posted on Visiting's page, it's uh, Matt Serra, like, blowing out a hit of smoke. So I'm pretty sure they all got smoked up before the event. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Um, and, like, they weren't doing this type of stuff last no. year. No, Like, this is the type of stuff that, that makes our sport, you know, move along I, I I know you don't love Ariel Hawani and I don't love him either, but the guy is out as out. He got a job with ESPN right. after the ESPN deal, and look what he's doing. Look at look yeah. at all when he goes and does when he goes and does an NBA event. Like look how many eyes he brings to the sport because he brings it up. Like it's at them them putting Ariel Hawani in that position is them. You know, it's the spider web. It's the growing of the MMA. It's the growing of the UFC brand. Yep. And, and, and it's, it's just awesome for us. It's awesome for us. So, let's, I love let's, it. you know, it was a great year. Let's be great, better fans. Let's be better fans. Banner year for the UFC 2019, 2020. I mean, we're kicking off Connor. I mean, I know he's, he's a huge star. You hate him, but he's a huge star. And we're kicking the year off with that. And then the fucking, they're coming to Ohio. They're coming to Columbus. My stomping grounds. Can't be more excited about that. This year is going to be, 2020 is going to be awesome. There's so many good matchups going to happen. I'm praying not a lot of injuries. I'm praying not a lot of cancellation fights. But uh, I'm really excited to do this again next year at the a year from today or whatever. And we find out if all, because I'm going to save all this. Obviously, this is going to be saved and put out on a podcast. We're going to see how right we are. We're going to see how wrong we were. We're going to see how things change because things can change in a year. 
But Devin, I want to thank you for being a part of the podcast in 2019. You've helped this thing a lot. You've taken over the Instagram. You have obviously came on and we picked fights. We made it fun. You're at the end of the year show. You're a supporter of the show and myself, which I love. We appreciate you. We're going to, we're, we're, you know, I'm not going to announce it, but we're, you and I have been talking about doing another podcast, putting on another show, uh, which will definitely happen in 2020. So that's the MMA takes award show. I appreciate you, Devin, for everything you've done and everything we're going to continue to do and, uh, have a happy new year, buddy. Man, I just want to thank you for allowing me to be part of your platform and giving me the platform to talk about something that I really, truly love and enjoy. Um, I, I really do. I really do appreciate you having me on here. I'm excited for what 2020 is going to bring us. Um, as, as, as you say that I support you, you support me, we support each other. So this, you know, I've said it before, we're, we're already in the plane, you know, we're already in the spaceship. We're, we're going to take it to the moon and, and even further next year. It's going to be really good. Um, 100%. The UFC is going to grow. The brand's going to grow. MMA, pop, MMA takes podcast is going to grow. Um, everything's going to get bigger and better guys. So, you know, please keep listening, tune in, follow us on all social media. That's right. Um, you know, we're here. We're here to blow your fucking minds. Guys. There you go. All right, Devin. I appreciate it, buddy. I'll see you. And that was the 2019 first annual MMA takes awards. I want to shout out Devin. Um, there were supposed to be two other awards um, with some other people that have been on the podcast before. No one famous Austin and Steve, a couple of buddies of mine couldn't really work out the logistics because that's life. We're 33. Now Austin's traveling. Some people didn't get back to me. Um, but that's why Devin's so great is because, you know, when, when I'm down to talk MMA, when we're down to record, he, he, he's the guy he's down, he's ready to do it. He comes prepared. He knows his shit. So thank you for 2019. This started in 2018. 2019 was a big year for us. Uh, we're making small little creeps up there. Hopefully 2020, I'm not going to do the corny, you know, I got 2020 vision for 2020 or whatever people are saying, but I do. Uh, my main focus is to really hopefully get this thing moving even further, right? Um, I don't have, I'm not putting any expectations on this year. All I'm just going to do is do what I do. Talking this fucking microphone, I'm going to, you know, hopefully get some guests on and do things, you know, and, and build the platform. I think I have a good audience. The people that listen, they're loyal listeners and, you know, they interact on Instagram and on uh, Twitter, so I'm recording this outro here on New Year's Eve. My wife's making tacos. We're having a nice little calm night. But I want to, before I post it, I want to uh, thank you, uh, everyone who's listening. I want to thank Devin. Obviously, I already thanked them. And just everyone that's really helped build this up. And and it's pretty cool that, you know, it's it took me so long to figure out how to do this or, or not even the idea of it. You know, the first idea was the website. Then it was, uh, you know, writing for a, a company, the Bleach Report, whatever. But it's really cool to, uh, I didn't realize how much I would enjoy podcasting. I mean, I'm a blabbermouth. I'm a gabagoo. I like to talk. Um, so this should have been a first, uh, the easiest transition for me. The first thing I should have thought of, but I'm stupid. I'm a dum-dum. So I didn't think about that. But for all you guys that listen and who are loyal listeners to the show, uh, that's amazing. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. You know, my cousin's 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 boyfriend wants to listen. Okay, let's get him to listen. Um, so hopefully some big things will come in 2020. Like I said, we tease a little bit. Dev and I kind of want to do a show where we just discuss, you know, it, you know, maybe hopefully we'll, we'll disagree on some things. Like we disagreed on, 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 uh, on some of the uh, picks tonight, um, which was pretty cool, but this is going to get go out on midnight. So the stroke of midnight, I know, you know, you're gonna be Frenching a chick or a dude, whatever you, whatever you're into. 
and you're gonna fucking be like, oh, I, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. You know, I gotta put the booze down. I gotta listen to MMA Takes Podcast. However, tomorrow, New Year's Day, I'm gonna be posting all Devin and I's picks. Devin picked one. I picked one. We're gonna put it up on Instagram and Twitter. Do a little poll. So vote on that. Think who? Uh, think who won? Uh, or just not who won, but just basically vote who you think uh, who you agree with more, and then we'll declare a winner, and that winner gets uh, a lot of money in a championship belt. Um, so, but there's no winners. There's no winner losers, but there's a winner. All right, so that's it. 2019 is a wrap. Thank you guys again from the bottom of my heart. 2020, am I going to say it? Am I going to go corny? Nope. I'm going to give you the outro one last time. If you were wondering why I keep playing that outro for every show, uh, after every show, it's by far my favorite scene of any movie, Boogie Nights. Dirk Diggler is becoming a recording artist. This will be the last time uh, that you'll hear that. I'm going to switch it up in the new year. But um, for one last time, we'll hear... Dirk Diggler, sing us out. I love you guys. I'll see you in 2020. You want to take it from the top? Yeah, let's try it. Okay. He will rock you. He will roll you. Baby, don't you know? My heat will move your soul. All day, all night, you feel my heat. Feel, 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 feel my heat. I think we should repeat that again. Feel, 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 feel my heat. Feel my heat. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Let's lay it down. Nick? You want to lay it down? Are we rolling on the rehearsal?